This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. So I know we've talked a little bit about the winter meetings. We've talked about some trades and this and that. But the Mariners did make a signing. We obviously you know with the hernandez trade lost swanson he was a he was a you know important arm out there in the bullpen and a steady one uh but the mariners did uh make some uh bolstering of moves of sorts uh out there in the bullpen tell me all about this uh signing with uh got Yeah, um, the Mariners signed uh, Trevor God, um, who had been rele- released by the Brewers. Um, 2021 was his first full year in the big league. Previous to that, he was with San Francisco. Uh, the little bit I've read about him, he's kind of maybe like a seawall, a guy that throws that high fastball and then also has that cutter that's got a lot of movement. Watched a little video on him. And, of course, the video that I saw... You know, it really showed how dominant that cutter was. It had a lot of movement. Um, guy around a 4.3 ERA, I believe. Um, but with, Mar- with the way Mariners can um, develop guys and change guys' careers, um, that's probably why the article I read said that this guy is, could be a seawall and his career could be resurrected a little bit. So I'm, I'm, opti- I'm optimistic about this guy coming in. Hopefully filling that role that Swanson had for us before he got traded. Yeah, I mean, basically, it seems like the Mariners are pretty good at going, okay, here's your pitches. You see this pitch that doesn't work? Yeah, you're not throwing it anymore. Don't throw that pitch anymore. Because it seems like a lot of the time they come here and they kind of shrink their uh, menu, so to speak. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They really um, zero in on what a guy is good at tweak it talk location with them and then also like you said eliminate a pitch that really just hasn't been successful or developed for them and that has given them trouble in the past and have them get away from it and and pitch to their strengths more than to their weaknesses yeah and you know and there's cases where you'll add a pitch you know somewhere in the season we see that but it seems like yeah they really go to a high percentage of these successful pitches. I mean, look at Mariano Rivera. He just went out there and threw cutters, right? Yeah. Such a dominant pitch for that hit, guy. Hit it if you can, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And with the, you know, that being said, uh, it is, it is a good signing. It is somebody that I think like 
you can work with it's that it's the very on a brand kind of guy coming out of the pen for the mariners also this guy's done a little bit of closing he did some closing in san francisco so yeah he's he's coming in here knowing that hey this is uh, a place where the, as of right now we kind of do this closer by committee thing so it is nice to get somebody that has uh went out in the ninth and closed games out and also has pitched in the leverage situations in the sixth seventh and eighth no you're absolutely right the Mariners play that matchup game in the bullpen and in the late innings and it's been pretty successful for them they've gone away from the closer by closer you know in the typical closer manner in the ninth inning and like you said use the bullpen by committee in different high leverage situations yeah and you know that i think the mariners will go into here into the meetings maybe trying to add one more uh, bullpen arm another proven guy i believe but going into the meetings who do you think is your most uh like if you had to put money down that somebody's getting moved from the Mariners, who do you think it is? Um, I think it, I honestly think it's probably, it's gotta be Winker. And then since you mentioned it, I would not be surprised if Diego Castillo got moved. Interesting. I, I've, I, I think my number one person I think is getting moved is Flexen. There seems to be a lot of smoke there. And then number two would be Winker. You know, possibly Marco would be, that would be my one, two, three that I think can get moved because we've heard enough about it. I also feel like maybe somebody in the minor leagues is going to get moved. I, I don't know. I do not see Brash getting moved unless it's a big deal. You know, maybe you could see some sort of uh, situation where, where Torres, where that could happen, where you're getting Brash. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that, and if I had to go top five, all right. Um, like my wild cards of, would be the four and the five one would be like maybe a brash and, uh, possibly Toro. I guess that would be my five. If I, there was five guys that I go, Ooh, they might not be on the roster. Um, after the, uh, meetings or soon thereafter, those would probably be my five, um, for good reasons and bad reasons and, just wild card reasons. Those would be my. Those would be my five. Uh, I think uh, after hearing what you said, I think you're you're absolutely right. I I probably should change mine. That pitching with Flexen and possibly Marco, they're probably the ones that are that could get you something in return. And <laughs> since they are expendable with the uh, with you know the Mariners having a plethora of starting pitching, yeah, I think you're right there. And the other thing is, I think if you're going off of value of going, we know what's working and what's good. You got a good five starter. Flexen is a good four or five starter. And Castillo is a good relief pitcher who's also closed games. So, you know, though, yes, off the value, the uh, potential or mystery person is definitely, definitely Winker. And the maybe there's some untapped potential here or something that's missing and it would be my Toro. I feel like you'll see Toro go before you'll see uh Kelnick go. Yeah. It's I think Kelnick, since he's younger, might have a little bit more upside and and teams might covet him maybe more. But Toro, yeah, it, it's I, I it's it's so close between those two, but 
Um, you know, if I was going to yeah. put something in somebody out of that top five and, and go, they might go. I know I gave five, but like now that we're talking about it, if there was somebody out of my five, like let's just say we take uh, Toro out of there. You also could throw in Tremel. Tremel could be another guy. So maybe there's, I think, out of like the top 10 Mariners, <laughs> now that we're getting crazy, then you can add in a, maybe you see a Hancock, you know, maybe you see what are the couple other pitchers we have. I mean, we have, we have like, I'd say we got 10 possible guys maybe, but the, that top five, I think is the five. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, the Mariners minor league system is heavier on pitching. So that would be, you know, a little bit harder to swallow because, you know, maybe those guys could slip in and be a fifth starter this year in the way Kirby was if you were to lose Marco and Flexen. So, yeah, it's it's with Jerry, you just never know. So that's oh, what makes no. it so fun and exciting just talking about. Well, we're running out of time here. Always, We're always running out of time here. Uh, but, you know, before we get out of here, I always like to know what the hot goss is. So what's going on down, down there on Hanno's hot goss corner? What do you got for me? Um, I was watching the Seahawks game this last weekend and was just puzzling and surprised to see the walk-off hero Ugh. for the Mariners season, Big Dumper, raising the 12th man flag, uh, getting the crowd fired up before the Raider game. Um, unfortunately, though, during that game, Josh Jacobs returned the favor to the Seattle fans and had his own walk-off and took it 80 <laughs> yards for the walk-off oh, oh, touchdown oh. in overtime. Oh, it did have shades of a, another former baseball player, Bo Jackson, but as a football player, just running down that uh, hallway at the kingdom. And we still don't know if he's ever stopped running. And we, we don't know if Jacob's stopped running either that, that hurt. So what else do you got for me? Let's talk about the Mariners changing some of their numbers up. Uh, oh, did you see that? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> this is like one of those times I do not have buyer's remorse. Cause I was very, very close to buying a Luis Castillo number 21. I like 21. That was our, our, you know, old faithful Alvin Davis's number. Um, also Franklin Gutierrez at one point, but 21, such a good staple of a number. It looked good. I didn't buy it. And now it's going to be 58. And I don't know. I don't know if I want to wear a linebackers number on a baseball Jersey, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked, um, I know that he wore 58 in Cincy and when he came to Seattle, when at 21, sure. I was like, good decision. You look a lot better in it. And now for him to go back to it, yeah, it just doesn't look right, but that's okay. Yeah, he had Roger Clemens's number, right? Roger Clemens was twenty-one. I and, and yeah. I think he switched his number on uh, New York. But when he was a Red Sox, when he was the Rocket, he was twenty-one. I like it. And there was a lot of those jerseys. There was a lot of those jerseys, <laughs> t-shirts made. I guess you can find those on the clearance rack or at Ross or your local Marshalls. Maybe they'll become collector's items. Is it going to be like a, a Jordan 45? I don't I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's 58, and we had another change. Yeah, Taylor Trammell um, changed his number. He will be wearing the number five this next year. I like it. I like I like a single digit number. Let's hope he makes the roster. Let's. That's another guy that there's still this untapped potential. He was the biggest part of that trade that got us. Uh, Ty France just hasn't panned out. Um, you know him and Kelnick have pretty much had a pretty similar uh, career so far. Um, of course, Kelnick has a bit more hype to him, but uh, yeah, 
number five. That sounds cool. Um, definitely doesn't look like a, a spring training number. That definitely feels like a real or spring training player, AAA player. That's, that looks like a, and feels like a number of somebody that's like, I'm going to be on the squad. I'm a major league player with the single-digit number. Yeah, and then the final number that I saw, um, Teoscar Hernandez got his number awarded to him. I know he wore 37 for the Blue Jays, but he will be wearing number 35 like for it. your Seattle Mariners. Nice, there's three five Frank Thomas, three five. I like it. That is a that is a good out corner outfielder, first baseman uh, number for definitely or DH. So that that is a very fitting number. Big guys got to have big numbers, you know. Big hitters got to have these big numbers. I like it. I've always like like I like forty four. I like that uh, Julio's wearing forty four. Yeah, I'm just hoping that, uh, and I think it's a real possibility that he can match the number on his back with the number of home runs he hits here. That would be Ooh, a successful I, year for Teoscar. I like that. I like that kind of motivation. Like, listen, I'm gonna hit the number of home runs that are on my jersey. Yeah, there is there is no information that we won't bring to you if we actually see it and read yes. about it, that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, hopefully a lot to talk about next week. Maybe multiple episodes. I know that we said we're coming every Tuesday. Sorry, we had a little bit of equipment uh, issues, but everything is running here strong. Um, you know, in the start of the year, we're finally going to be having our uh, videos up on YouTube. Um, fun stuff. We're building the... Uh, you know, studio uh, area down here, right here in uh, Hollywood, California. But Hannah will still be up there in Edmonds. But you'll be able to see our faces. Um, again, thank you for liking and subscribing. Thank you for liking and subscribing and following. Like you said, next week there will be probably multiple episodes with the uh, winter meetings going on. How you'll know when those are ready to go is when you hear the news. You probably look down, probably have emergency notification for us, and you get that when you're liked or subscribed or you follow us or you know you know how it's done also don't forget to rate of course we like these five tool baseball players but we also love five star reviews so if you think we are worthy of that five star tool of a podcast don't be scared hit it write something nice write us a love letter um again we'll be back for sure next tuesday maybe prior we don't know we keep saying that we don't know but we will be back very soon hopefully with some more hot goss from the winter meetings it's just right down the road here in san diego anyways this is the rye bread and mustard a mariners podcast that you're listening on odyssey or wherever else you get your podcast hannah you know what fucking time it is all right no recording problems